1: Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash try.
2: Welcome to our newest season of Humane podcast in 2021. Humane is your first look at the startups and industry titans that are leading and disrupting ML and AI, data science, developer tools, and technical education. I am your host, David Jacobovich, and this is Humane. If you like this episode, remember to subscribe and leave a review. Now, on to our show. Welcome back listeners to the Humane Podcast. Today, we are talking about the future of intelligent applications, thinking about how enterprises are powering their intelligent applications and fast analytics. Today, I'm brought to you with the Chief Product Officer of SingleStore, Jordan Tagani. Jordan Tagani comes with a rich background in the data industry. And today we're going to dive fast into intelligent applications. Jordan, thanks so much for joining us on the show.
3: Thanks, David. Great to be here and uh, to get to talk to you. Absolutely.
2: I know we talk a lot uh, at SingleStore about the applications and analytics that are being built. But before we dive deeper into the product and the strong use cases, can you share with our audience about, you know, where you've been and what brought you today to join SingleStore for this next part of fast analytics and intelligent applications?
3: Sure. You know, I'm a product person now, but uh, I'm really a software engineer at heart. You know, spent 20 years as an engineer and part of it as an engineering manager from kind of Windows kernel to Microsoft research, worked at a couple of startups. Then I landed at Google and it was right as Google was building its cloud. And so I kind of stumbled onto this project called BigQuery, it was one of the founding engineers of Google BigQuery, building out their, their cloud data analytics uh, You know, flagship. What, what became their flagship at the time was you know, nobody was paying any attention to it. So I ended up working on BigQuery. I helped, you know, lead the engineering team and then the product team. And, uh, you know, having having gone from sort of zero to, you know, where BigQuery is now, I can't share any revenue numbers, et cetera. But, you know, I think it's one of the largest cloud data warehouses out there by revenue, to put it that way. And to sort of see that trajectory now, you know, single store, MemSQL was MemSQL at the time was, you know, somewhere at a point along that trajectory. And it felt like it was on that same trajectory. It felt like, you know, memSQL slash single store is where BigQuery was just a few years ago. And, you know, they have an amazing technology, amazing engineering team. Like that seemed very, very familiar to me. They've got a you know burgeoning cloud product. They're going in the right direction and they're solving a problem like that we were having a hard time solving at Google. And the hard and that problem was how do you get analytics with very low latency? How do you get high update velocity for your analytic data store? And you know, we had tried to do that at BigQuery. We saw you know competitors also struggling with the same thing. And really there was a different, you know, there's an architectural reason for that. But to me, it was just really exciting that, you know, hey, this is solving a problem that other people are trying to solve but but are struggling. And, you know, there are certainly things that single store doesn't do, but to me, those are just sort of, those are mostly just sort of engineering, you know, like they're, they're turning the crank, adding the features, but the, the architecture, the foundation is there. And to me that what was really exciting is just that the kind of the world is, the world is our oyster, I think, based on this sort of technological kernel of really amazing, really fast, really incredible kind of database fundamentals. And then on top of that, we can layer on a lot of other things. So to me, that was what was exciting. You know, also getting a chance to sort of wear both the product and engineering hats because I help lead the, uh, the product and engineering teams and design teams at single store. So I don't have to sort of give up the kind of the product half of my brain or the engineering half of the brain. I, I can sort of combine both at once.
2: I'm so excited about the product for listeners of the show. Uh, many of you may know that in October 2020 I joined SingleStore full time and prior to that I was involved in the data science and AI community scaling different enablement efforts for large enterprises. And most of the efforts were with the new programming languages. These include the ones that everyone's learning today to be programmers like Python and R and a lot of those data science languages of choice. But I discovered working at those organizations that there was a gap. And the gap was that not everyone is just coding in Python and R. In fact, it's all about applications and analytics. And that goes back to SQL or SQL. And one of the most recent programs that I had spearheaded with our team at Galvanize in late uh, 2019 and 2020 was a data analytics program. In fact, we had partnered with large organizations like Instagram, Etsy and Chartable to speak and uncover from the organization where's your skills gap. And the skills gap wasn't as much about the data scientists and the machine learning engineers, but the leaders there, the engineering managers said, we need team members who know SQL. We work with SQL every single day with analytics, with databases. And it sounds like that is what we've discovered with Singlestore is where companies are able to put applications and analytics together. Can you speak more about this use case and about what we're doing with Fastboards
3: to Dashboards? Sure. I like what you said about SQL and the importance of SQL. And uh, one of the Gartner analysts I was talking to just earlier this week had a great quote. And that was, it doesn't matter how old you are, but your grandchildren will be still using SQL. Now, I'm not <laughs> sure everybody's grandchildren you know, will be you know, the kinds of people that would write in SQL, but I think just in terms of the longevity of the language and the usability of it, you know, SQL is here to stay. And single store is a great way to kind of enable those, you know, SQL applications. And so, you know, you were describing the kind of the, the key, the key critical use case for single store is, is our kind of, we call it fast boards, which is, you know, fast, fast dashboards. And one of the you know first things you want to do with analytics is you want to be able to display your data like human beings are not very good at looking at columns of data and developing any patterns or recognizing any patterns like if you've ever opened up a spreadsheet you know you look at it and like you know okay maybe if there's half a dozen rows you can sort of detect the trend etc but if there's you know a thousand rows it's a lot harder to detect trends particularly subtle ones and if there's a million rows or a billion rows or a trillion rows then it's really impossible to to get a feel for your data just by looking at the values, and so visualization is important. But as you're visualizing data, the performance of those visualizations is important. And just like you know, kind of the early days of Google, and they realized that kind of every ten milliseconds that it took for your query results to come back was additional time. Like that, you, you lose some some percentage of of users at by making it just a tiny bit slower, and so you know when you're trying to get information from your data, when you're trying to visualize your data, performance matters, speed matters, and I think a lot of people kind of suffer through just you know poor performance of their dashboards. And it it doesn't sound like a terrible problem until you realize that you know if you've got a dashboard that takes three minutes to load, you're only going to load it once a day, and half the time you load it and this. When I was at Google, I, I would do a lot of this. There was a, a key revenue dashboard that took almost five minutes to load. And this is it, you know, Google has, you know, in general, it has their act together and has has really good tooling. And I just found that I would open it up and I would I would get tired of waiting and I would just change tabs or I'd go to a cup of coffee and then I'd forget about it. And then like the next day, I would open up the same tab again and wait five minutes and forget about it. And there's gotta be a better way to visualize your data. And especially if what you're what you want to see is not just a static report. But is you know you want to be able to dig into your data. Something in software is a kind of a, a key technique is is they call it the five whys. You know, it's like something happened. There was there was an outage. Well, why? Okay. Well, we we lost we lost connectivity. Well, why? Because this server was overloaded. Why? And you kind of ask you ask why five times, and that kind of often lets you drill down into what the actual kernel of what you're looking for is. And you can do the same thing with data. Is like is you know hey like. Our revenue is down. Why? Well, one of these regions wasn't performing. Why? You know, there was a warehouse that was that was destroyed. Why? Okay, there was there was a giant thunderstorm. It's like is the same sorts of things in the same sort of ways. You can, you know, by drilling down in your data, you can really actually understand what's going on and what's going on in your in your business and the performance really matters because if you're getting good performance, you're going to try a bunch of things. You're like, well, maybe I should slice it this way, or maybe I should drill into this, or maybe I can try this. And if you're getting, you know, if it takes a minute or if it takes 10 seconds or five seconds to kind of load your, your analytics or your, your visualizations, then you're just, you're not going to do as much, as much exploration. And, you know, I think we, you know, single store, you know, performance matters and, you know, we can do analytics you know a lot of our analytics queries that might take minutes elsewhere you know we can do in tens of milliseconds we have a lot of customers you know that have hard SLAs of 50 milliseconds one a, a major bank has a 50 millisecond SLA for doing for doing fraud detection and if they can't meet that then you know they can't actually detect fraud because it happens in the middle of a transaction and so you know we have to make sure that our analytics can operate at least at that speed
2: I think this is one of the most exciting facts that blew me away when I joined SingleStore. Learning about the technology around ingest, query performance, and concurrency was incredible when you really thought about the use cases having worked at Deutsche Bank where we built click dashboards and ADP where we built Tableau work streams and even building with Looker and Power BI at other clients and organizations, I experienced this pain point firsthand where these events would take minutes to load. And when I was working with our data science and advanced analytics teams, the executives are saying, we gotta move faster. We can't be slowed down by this. And that has a significant material impact on the business when you can't get results instantly. So this is a critical shift for the industry that we're seeing today.
3: Yeah, I think absolutely. I think one of our customers is a they don't like us to use their name, so I won't mention the name, but they're in the Fortune 5 and we power their CEO's dashboard. Their CEO dashboard, apparently he wakes up at four in the morning and he checks the dashboard and it's a global business. So you want to see what's going on right now, what's happening in my business. And so Looking at a report from yesterday is not good enough. He wants to be able to sort of make changes and make you know policy decisions based on what's happening. And that you know that one dashboard. So it sounds like okay, well that dashboard isn't not such a big deal. But I think all the top execs use it. It does something like 800 queries per second, an average latency of sub hundred milliseconds, and that kind of scale lets them get the the value and the and lets them become become data-driven and make make their decisions based on data and based on what's happening right now. You
2: know, thinking of other use cases, especially during the pandemic where all of us were locked down and working from home, I know one of the key consumable products that we use every single day is the bandwidth around internet and data. When you think of large organizations like AT&T, Time Warner, Verizon, comcast t-mobile and others i mean there is so much data throughput occurring and there can be issues i remember firsthand with verizon actually in new york city we had an outage during the pandemic and i was like w- w- what do i do and you know the team has to recognize that i know we work a lot in the telecom uh, space as well what are some of the use cases you've seen here at single store
3: I think there's some super interesting ones. Like one is, you know, one of the major telecom providers, I'm not sure if I can name them, but you know, we serve as the kind of the back end for all their analytics for their 5G rollout. And we supported the the rollout of their 5G systems. And first of all, there's a lot of data, data from all the cell towers, you know, signal strength, a, lots of data coming in at a very fast rate over time. You know, you don't want to if there's any holes in your data, it can sort of be very detrimental so we want to have you know you got to have high availability you need to have high you know ability to ingest data and then also they also need to know what's going on right now do they need to send a, a truck over to fix fix a tower or to to improve their signal there's a lot of you know a lot in their business is really riding on being able to make good decisions about about what's going on with their infrastructure i think at the root of it this is it's an iot problem you know you have this large set of distributed sensors that are all streaming streaming data about their their status about their uptime it's a big data system i think there are you know there are billions of records in this database you need to be able to see kind of what happens over time you need to see the historical but then you also need to be able to see it in in real time so we see a number of of other kind of iot use cases we see you know we're very very popular in the financial services you know financial services is one area where people see the value of time time is money financial services people actually really have internalized that and they really get that you know they recognize you know there's a lot of like you know high frequency trading applications where you know if they're a millisecond late then they're going to lose money and so we've helped you know some customers i mentioned a 50 millisecond sla like we have one customer with a 2 millisecond SLA. They need to get their results back in 2 milliseconds and, you know, we can get 99.9% in only a, a single millisecond. I think financial services is one of the first areas where people people get the value of of real-time information, I think is if you see as, you know, in the old days people would see the stock stock values in the newspaper and then they would make make their investment decisions the, you know, the next day and then you know, with the the internet, they started to be able to get you know fifteen minute delays, and even that was too slow. And then you know real time and then which is up to the second. and then of course, you have the high frequency stuff, which is kind of even even faster than that. But you know while financial services folks recognize that there's value in going from kind of daily information to up to the minute information, up to the second information. Other people are just starting to recognize the value from doing like kind of real time inventory, being able to understand exactly what's going on in your inventory right now. So retail folks are are getting into it sort of IOT. I've got or I've got a factory and I want to understand what's going on in my factory factory right now or, you know, Internet businesses. You know, we also power a lot of back end systems for Uber you know, real time, you know, ad bidding or which, you know, real time segmentation of customers, you know, if you can't get real time, you often think you don't need it. But once you start getting things, you know, getting things real time, you start, it's like air, you realize that how did I ever operate without it?
2: You know, this, it reminds me of this, you know, funny commercial that I'd always see during the Super Bowl about one of those insurance agents and you just call them and they're instantly there at your need and your side. It's the same thing with these intelligent applications. You know, five minute SLAs turning into 20 or two milliseconds is completely life changing and it can be life altering. When we think of geospatial data, you mentioned the use case of Uber. And beyond that, we even think of the pandemic, you know, prior to, Or the pandemic, I was working in Saudi Arabia, actually with Saudi Telecom, and was working with their team as they were exploring use cases with um, data all across their towers. And even thinking about the COVID-19 pandemic as that was just breaking out back in, you know, February 2020. I know at SingleStore we've done some significant work with True Digital to help them with real-time tracking and prevention for COVID-19 as well. Could you speak more about that use case and why that one has been so successful in Asia Pacific?
3: Absolutely. So the True Digital use case is really, is really interesting. You know, they were able to basically use streaming information about. You know, I think they used the uh, cell phone location information. They were using that to generate heat maps and they could see where there were large COVID-19 infection rates. You could see where people were congregating, see where areas that should be avoided. Also, the amazing thing is it only took them two weeks to develop and roll out this solution because SingleStore solved so many of the problems from like the fast data ingestion to the ability to do the analytics. This is the story of The One.
2: And so when we think of all the stories that you and I have just discussed, Jordan, it really comes down to three pain points, ingest, query performance, and concurrency, Now, these are very technical words. Can you uh, break it down for our audience on why these are three pain points that we're solving for?
3: Sure, and I think it might be actually good to like, just to step back a second and think about, you know, if you're building an application why do you need analytics? And then what are the things you need out of that analytics? And so if you're building an application, it's incredibly common to need some sort of analytics, something that is going to let you say, like, what's going on in the world, what's going on outside of kind of the the individual user or the individual data points you're looking at. And just to give some examples of that, if you think about any sort of leaderboard you're going to show, and a leaderboard is is an analytic query or if you're doing gamification or recommendations you're real-time you know trying to recommend something to the user like well that's analytics because you need to basically run a query you need to understand what's going on across the other other users and a lot of kind of transactional databases are not good at doing that or not they're not good at doing that at, at scale and generally, data warehouses, which which is usually the traditional location for analytics, are not good at doing that with low latency and are not doing it good at doing it with, with the absolute freshest data. You know, other y- reasons you might want analytics if you're doing any kind of drill downs or search functionality, you know, faceted search, you know, if you're doing monitoring or if you're doing embedded analytics, embedded analytics is sort of the simple one if you're showing If you're showing a dashboard to your users, if if you're the telco company and you want to show users kind of the the history of their usage over time, that's really an analytic an analytic query. And so if you're building, if your application requires analytics, like what are the things that you need? So you need you need the data to be up to date. Like because if somebody does something, you know, if I make a call, if I pick up the phone or something and I hang up the phone and I go and I look at that dashboard and that call doesn't show up then I'm going to be upset or I'm going to like think, okay, what's wrong? Did, did that call not get recorded? And so the, the kind of the ingestion speed and the event ingestion capacity is really important. The other thing that's important is query performance, because if you're showing in, if your application, you're showing analytics in the critical path to your users, then your analytics queries have to be really fast because the responsiveness of your application is limited by the performance of these queries. So query performance is also really fast. You know, every as I mentioned, kind of every every hundred milliseconds it takes is going to be some attention that you're going to lose from your users. So the faster you can make these queries, the better off you're going to be. And the last thing is concurrency. Now, if you're building an application, you want that application to scale to as many users as possible. You want to go viral. You want to have lots of people being able to to sort of hammer your system. And what's more is a lot of the time your your users you know, are, are not going to come kind of spread out evenly throughout the day or throughout the week. It's going to be, you know, 9 a.m. Monday morning, everybody opens up their browser and wants to see what's going on. There's spikes, and you need to be able to handle those spikes. You need and you need to be able to handle really high concurrency. You need to be able to scale out. And, you know, high concurrency isn't a hundred queries per second. You know, it's a hundred thousand or it's a million queries per second. And so you kind of put these, these three needs of these applications, the you know fast ingestion query performance and concurrency and these are things that you know traditionally are difficult for transactional systems to do well like the query performance for analytics the high concurrency for for analytics you know that uses up a ton of the capacity which is hard for a typical transactional system on the other hand a typical a traditional analytics system has a hard time with a really fast ingestion, particularly for for updates. You know, just from a technical perspective, analytical systems tend to be based on column stores. Column stores really require large batches of things to be updated, and so if you are updating things, it makes them very hard to update quickly. And then query performance. Often, these analytic systems are designed for throughput rather than rather than latency. It's a design trade-off. But you know the systems were designed that way. Like I, I worked on one that was designed that way, and I know that that there's several other that were designed that way. And you know, for an application though, like it's a different design point. It's a different requirement. You need you need latency, and you're you're less worried about how many how many of these you can batch up and do at once. You really want to be able to do, you know, get a result as fast as possible. And you know, and finally concurrency. You know the. Um, you know, data warehouses have a hard time with, with high concurrency. And yes, some of them, you know, you can scale out by by spinning up additional nodes or additional clusters, but A, that's slow, and B, that's extremely expensive. And I think this is also where if you're fast enough, you don't need true concurrency because let's say you want to do a 100,000 queries in a second. Each of those queries takes a second, you know, then you need a, a concurrency of 100,000. If each query takes takes a millisecond, Well, you only need a concurrency of 100. So, you know, this is an area where a single store really, uh, really can shine.
2: You know, when you think of real time, I think of large enterprises, startups, small, medium businesses, and even scale-ups who are not just thinking of the technology that we've discussed today, but, you know, typically companies say, if I'm going to go to the cloud, let me start with the hyperscalers. Let's go to the one-stop shops like AWS, Azure, or GCP. But then, very quickly, organizations realize that there's a lot to manage. There's um, a total cost of ownership that's very high. So there are other solutions to speed up the cloud infrastructure. So the question I ask here, Jordan, is: you know, how can analytical database infrastructure? like what SingleStore is building, help companies be more competitive?
3: So that's that's a great question. I think, you know, you were talking about the, the hyperscalers and going to the cloud service providers. And, you know, the cloud service providers often have, you know, a grab bag of, of different databases that you can use. A database for every possible application. But I think one of the things that people want is, They want to deal with less stuff, you know, like they, whether you're an IT department, you want to support less databases, whether you're a finance person, you want to, you want to sign fewer checks or whether you're a software engineer, you don't want to have to worry about moving data from one place to another, you know, moving data from one place to another is, is fraught with peril. And so one of the things about single store, and it's sort of, it's, you know, the insight behind the name, it takes a lot of the different things that you would want to use your database for a lot of the different use cases whether it's transactions whether it's analytics whether it's you know geospatial whether it's time series and it puts them all in one package and we can do a really good job of all these use cases so i mean one way that we can make your more competitive is just you know you have less things to manage so lower cost of ownership lower cost of like having to train people in in various tools you know we had one one customer who you know, said that, you know, we used to have six databases. Now we have two because they were able to get rid of, rid of several of their databases just by using single store. I think in the future, we'll be able to let them get down to one, you know, but that's, we're not trying to get rid of all other databases. We're not trying to say, Oh, just use single store for everything. We're great at, you know, one of the things we call it is, is augmentation. It's like you have you have a database and it's not working for some of your use cases. It's you maybe you need lower latency, maybe you need higher concurrency, maybe you need faster faster update rates. Maybe you may, may need an inflexible billing model and something else and you want you want something that lets you kind of scale out a little bit. You know, single store is great for that. You know, we have we call it our sort of augment path where we we can augment another database, we can augment Data warehouse, we have a customer that was doing billing processing on Oracle and like the Oracle was taking too long. So they they were writing their updates into single store and then pushing those updates back to Oracle. That works. We have customers doing the same thing with, with Snowflake, where they're they're landing their data in single store and they're writing the historical data back to Snowflake. You know, over time it may be that customers find that that single store is you know they can use for more and more of their of their workloads and if they do that that's great if they don't that's also great great with us you know we're happy to we're happy to work side by side with these other databases
2: one of the common themes that we talk about in the humane podcast all the time is humane which literally means to be human or human augmented and that's what i find is so great about the single store product is you're augmenting the current cloud, the current analytics, the current technology that a company may be using. The thesis is, well, you don't have to replace what you're using. Let's augment, let's help you with different workloads, and then get to a place where your mission-critical work can be something that our product not only supports, but helps you thrive and grow with your business. And I think that's what a lot of companies need is something that can scale with them as their growth scales as well.
3: I like the idea of the of using AI to augment and sort of go beyond what you can do currently. That's sort of one of the things that we're that we're looking at with our intelligent applications is that I think the step one is you add analytics to your application. So like if what you're currently doing now is you're using something like Mongo or a document store where you're basically, you can store and you can get. And then if you add analytics to that, you can understand the context of the world. There's so much kind of richer information that you can include, so much more intelligence you can add to your application. But there's a step beyond that, which is really the AI, the machine learning future, where you're also including, you know, real-time models. I feel like there's kind of a, a step between, you know, you have data, you can use your data. Step two is analytics, and you can make decisions based on that data. But then there's really intelligence, which is a step beyond analytics, which is driving real insight from the data and automatic insight from the data and i think i think virtually every application can use that in some way but i don't think many people don't don't know how and i i'm hoping that you know at single store with our future roadmap we're going to be able to to help people kind of go beyond go beyond just like getting insights from their data and to, to be sort of getting getting intelligence from the data It's like instead of understanding what's going on It's what should I do? And that, to me, is super powerful.
2: And so with that, let's speak to the future, to the future of what we can do as we move beyond an analytics world as a database that can support AI and different use cases. Of course, we've seen throughout the pandemic the acceleration of digitalization. A lot of databases have had major updates like Snowflake going public and Couchbase IPOing. What are you seeing as the next wave for the database industry over the next coming decade?
3: I think, first of all, the database industry is hot. I think, I think for something like 20 years, there were no database IPOs. And now we're having a bunch all in a, a short area of time. And I think cloud is really. Is really fueling a lot of this transition, as is the rec- people's recognition that as they have more data, in order to stay relevant, they need to get better at understanding their data. They need to be able to go from collecting their data. So I think the first step of the big data was like people said, well, there's all this data. And then so people started collecting their data. And now it's sort of like, okay, well, now what do we do with it? They want to be able to make decisions with it. And one of the problems about data is that it's inherently noisy. It's inherently, you know, people don't always understand what their data means. And so if you really want to make decisions, make good decisions based on your data, you need deep understanding and you need, you know, better abilities to sort of clean data alert when there's problems. So to me, I think one of the biggest areas that we're going to see is, is a set of kind of, I'll call it middleware tools that allow you to that allow you to get to the point where you're making data driven decisions by ensuring and asserting that your data is high quality and while a lot of this can be is like is domain specific you know i think as you if we want to get to the point where you know you can be like okay well this number is changed and so this means we have to go do something different you need to make sure that that number means what you think it did and you sort of have to there's a bunch of stuff you need you're going to need to do to work backwards from that to go from what people currently have you know what what currently is getting written to the database to getting meaning from that and so you know while i think we see a lot of database companies now going public and i think it's the database is the infrastructure layer it's the first level and i think we're going to start seeing the the value and the the business value flowing up the chain as we fill in those fill in those gaps i think people don't don't yet realize what the problems are with data-driven decision-making because they haven't gotten good at it enough to have hit those problems. And I see it all the time. I see just, you know, like, you know, internally at Single Store, we do, we do postmortems every time there's a there's a, a customer problem or, or an outage. You know, we dig into, we ask the five whys, what went on. We have all sorts of telemetry. Even, you know, in this specialized place, like, it's easy to be like to seize on like, oh well this this thing spiked here and so that must have been the problem and uh, you know network latency spiked. And then you kind of look at you zoom back and then you realize, okay, well no, actually that's not an anomaly that happens all the time. And it's just it's really, really hard to make make good decisions based on data and to point at things if you're just looking at data to say this is this is a problem or this is what's going on. And so to me the, I think the next big, the next big milestone is going to be giving people tools to to help understand un- understand their data and i think a lot of it is going to be intelligence you know machine learning that's going to be required they can let you know hey you know this thing is usually between 1 and 3 and now is 7 and uh, you know i think combined with with humans are going to start getting good at at helping people make data driven decisions
2: I think that makes a lot of sense, Jordan. I know that we've conducted in-house research. The single-store research has also shown from IT professionals that over 35% plan to replace their current data solution in the next couple quarters, and that over 74% of IT professionals do run into issues with their current data warehouse, which means as we're thinking of data analytics data science and ai we're entering the next wave of technology acceleration automation how do you see this unification being brought together let's wrap it up and see how a single store leading the wave for technology
3: so great questions so there's a lot of people are looking or hitting blockers in their current technology whether it's you know the one blocker might be that they just they want to move to cloud one blocker could be that they want to scale one blocker could be that they they're not getting the tco that they that they need and so people are making change there's lots of sort of money money flying a- around there's lots of there's lots of growth and you know i think that single store because we're in a position where we can take the place of lots of special purpose databases you know in one location it's we're in a great we're a great spot to sort of to pick up some of those many of those use cases. We recently just had a round of funding in the in the fall, and one of our investors, they showed this chart about you know real-time analytics and just sort of the growth of real-time analytics. And this is basically said, hey, you know, single store is is right here at the right spot as this is growing. And so I think people are looking more towards towards real time. They're looking more towards lower TCO supporting fewer systems and also things that are going to be forward-looking like nobody wants you know if you're an IT manager and you're picking a new you're picking a new database you want to pick the one that's going to win the one that five years from now everybody's going to look back and be like yeah wasn't that person like so ahead of the time by by picking the right data infrastructure because because now that's you know isn't able to do us all all these great things and uh, I think that single store is going to be that is going to be that database It's going to fuel the infrastructure and, and hopefully is going to make a lot of a lot of people look look good for choosing it
2: i think it definitely will be in with every part of the product roadmap continuing to expand i'm of course excited for many of the new product enhancements that we'll be announcing in summer and fall 2021 and beyond jordan tagani chief product officer of single store bringing to you today about how to power enterprises with intelligent applications Jordan, thanks so much for joining us on the show.
3: Thank you, David. It's been great to get a chance to talk.
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Humane Podcast. Did the episode measure up to your thoughts on ML and AI, data science, developer tools, and technical education? Share your thoughts with me at humanepodcast.com forward slash contact. Remember to share this episode with a friend, subscribe and leave a review, and listen for more episodes of Humane. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming...